The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I threw it up. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Do you enjoy the DWA podcast? Give us a little love and support us on Patreon and get some awesome bonuses like a weekly exclusive Patreon podcast, exclusive stickers, koozies, and discounts on everything in our store, early access to rallies and other DWA events, and much, much more. Um, yeah. It really helps us out if you become a patron of the podcast, and we hook you up with some really cool stuff. So join us now at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks. It's like you're waiting at the light tree or whatever in a drag race, and it's like you're waiting for the pacing, right? Or you're waiting trying for to make the it interesting. green flag to drop. Yeah, and then you're just like, boom, like doing it. Sometimes that's that good. shit happens. Yeah. Keep us on our toes. That's, yeah. That's right. Um, I think I'm spot on. I, think I noticed. I, I saw on the F1 race last weekend, dude. The guy, like the guys in the back, like I swear they didn't even stop before they started the race. Oh, really? Yeah, it was fast. Mm-hmm. I saw yeah. that, that that lap. They pull up, and it was just like, yeah. ding. Like the guys in the very back. Just, I mean, if you can replay it, go check it out. But yeah, I yeah. swear they like didn't even stop, dude. Because the guys in front are just sitting there with their engines running, like basically overheating. It's funny too, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's critical, huh? Yeah. What? I, what how, how big is the grid? How many? How many? Twenty cars. Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's not as critical now as it used to be. I mean, back in the day, you couldn't. You, you'd destroy your car, you know. Fucker. When? When do you mean? Huh? Like what era? Oh, like back in the eighties yeah, like, and stuff. Yeah. Like the turbo. turbo era, and even and before that. I mean, even the nineties, really. It's like. Yeah, because you got these massive motors, and I mean, what like I don't where are the radiators on those cars <laughs> on the pods, like, right? On the, yeah, like on the, the sides. The I sides. mean, I guess yeah. yeah if you have a pod car, yeah. What if you go even further back and you're like, yeah, it was like what about cold, in the seventies? Right? Uh, I don't know where dude, they're just yeah. Where air-cooled. are they? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They weren't all air cooled. No, no, they were like. Are the radiators in the most? Nose? I don't really know. Uh, let's look back at it. It was interesting hearing about uh, this T50, which we'll get into, I'm sure, many multiple points. But uh, the press video was talking about some of Gordon Murray's early cars in the Nelson PK F1 car. Just such an incredible high-strung machine, 1,300 horsepower, um, manual transmission, and just as raw as it gets. And he won the, the title with that car, but it's just crazy that is just just the shifting alone it seems so gnarly yeah i, I cannot even dude imagine. i wonder how much i wonder how much it weighed oh because I, you just said 1350 uh horsepower and i thought you were going to say pounds and that would be absolutely believable 
Yeah, it's, I, I don't it know. It probably weighs sure. around might. that way. <laughs> That's probably one to one, dude. Yeah, what yeah. if? I was going to say. It I'm, might be he, dude. Kind of curious. Yeah. I think it was 83 was that the year of that? So that's a turbo, right? I or think so. Pre-turbo. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. 1300 horsepower must be turbo, right? Yeah. How much? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting though, how things change and the cars now are faster, of course, but, um, just, it was such a raw experience. They had to do so much to keep that thing on the track. It's just fucking insane. On cars like that, I love the manual shifters. I know. Watching like just Senna the way go through it's Monaco like... and. It's just yeah. unbelievable. And it's just right there in the sill, and you can see these giant, like, activation rods that are going all the way back. And Yeah, it's just, exactly. Uh, you said yeah, rod. straight up, like, I did, yeah. Um, that like was the era. Technology. I, for, I think it was an F1, or was it, like, a 917 or something? The dude was, like, like, like they were talking about blue bloody hands basically from shifting the thing like one of the cars like lost lost a shift knob or something um jesus christ so he was like like, grabbing onto the and and it's not like easy to shift those cars you know you had to like slam them into gears and stuff so yeah yeah and everything's super hot Mm -hmm. i was just gonna say fucking scorching hot vibrating like crazy there's like no bushings in between anything oh yeah i would have hand blisters for sure yeah, that's when you, you have the, them immediately. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's when the uh, probably have, the gloves are okay. <laughs> yeah, Lane would probably have foot blisters from shifting. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, just from the vibrations. <laughs> foot <Yeah>. blisters, <laughs> like don't even mention the heat and everything else goes along with it. Yeah, exactly. Oh god, I'd be so effed up. Okay, so this is nine hundred horsepower, twelve hundred pounds. Does that okay. sound? Sound Dang, legit, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I mean, what are you saying? It's I, are you saying? I must have yeah, had my had uh, my number. numbers numbers backwards, but nine hundred horsepower, twelve hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. That's uh, quite That's good. accommodation. Dude, I mean, I've never. It's never even crossed my mind that you could approach the same number for in one car with weight and horsepower. Well, Getting I mean, the that, weight down far enough that, and the horsepower up, like a tractor pull thing too, right? The thing yeah. weighs four thousand pounds, but it's got four thousand horsepower. Maybe actually they weigh no, way it more. Probably than weighs that. like twenty thousand pounds and has four thousand <laughs> yeah. horsepower. Exactly. Yeah. But, so a modern F one car today, weighs sixteen hundred and thirty one pounds. Wow, and I bet they could go so much lighter if they were given the chance. Oh yeah. I would love to see that. Maybe not even just as a uh, engineering exercise. And their Mercedes yeah. build it. Yeah, they're huge now too. They're like the size of I know. Like, like right. Martin Brundle was saying, they're you know the footprint of like an SUV. Which I mean, what SUV? But they are they're yeah. giant, dude. They're so SCX5. long. Like, I know. I mean, not only that, you look at the size of the the tires, which are huge, right? Just in comparison, like if you're holding one of those tires, right. are big, and they look small on these cars. Yeah, they're yeah. not very wide looking anymore. Where it used to be, just all tire in this yeah. tiny car. But now it's, the car uh, is so big, the so, tires and don't look so that much wide. aero everywhere. There's fucking fins yeah. and multiple wings, and it just kind of yeah. Not, Still thirteen inch wheels though. That's so cool. I mean, yeah, that's so rad for one more year. And then what do they go to? I think I want to say eighteen twenties. I think 18s, 25, 22s or something. Which uh, F3s <laughs> already have a, the 18s. Oh, okay. So this year well, they just started it. And then do you think that 
the cars are obviously designed to have these super fat tires because that's half the suspension, right? Is the mm-hmm. tires are bouncing around. Yeah, I think they have and to have change to everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge change. But yeah. you have a, it seems like you have a lot more room to make better brakes. Oh. Right now they're all packaged so tightly, you know? It's interesting. And Figure cooling and everything. Yeah. Seems yeah, like brakes. Um I was I was going to mention that uh they the new cars are so huge, but then I I stopped myself because I feel like I never see those things next to other cars. So, you it's know, true. If you just look at it by itself, it looks super long and wide and all the arrow, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually small, but it's good to, I mean, uh, that note from Brundle or whatever that, I mean, that seals it. Yeah. They do. They actually are big. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're huge. I don't know what the length is. I'm trying to look. Um, hmm. They just kept stretching them out because it makes them more stable, right? So, like, they just kept stre- stretching them out over the years, and then I think they obviously have a limit to how long they can be. But, um, but back in the day, they were like ultra, ultra short, like and small, you know. I w- I wonder. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how wheelbases have grown over the years. I mean, I'm uh, sure there's like an infographic that you could just absolutely. Look up. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for some wheelbase talk. Fuck yeah. Uh, welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. And I'm Brian. Uh, we are without art, so bear with us. We're going to get it. We're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. But he's unable It'll to It'll be a 20-minute podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, we'll have to get into his lighting and stuff uh, next week. But for now, uh, it is a Thursday edition. We're also live on YouTube. What's up, Jason Horner and Walter Michael Wood? Should we just call him Walter Wood? I don't, dude. Mr. Wood, right? Mr. Wood, Senior Wood. Oh, Isn't that's it? his license plate. His license right? plate is Mr. Wood, I think. That's right. I like Pretty it. Cool. I'm trying to log in here to uh, the little I YouTubes. like it. Uh, how you guys doing? Hanging in there? Yeah. <laughs> Just hanging in there, dude. Just cool. by the skin of my teeth. Uh, Brian, what T50 Gordon Murray information have you um, soaked up? Uh, not much. Good. I mean, we had all the prep, uh, and then I saw several posts today on Instagram that they're saying, you know, watch the full reveal with Gordon Murray. And then now, you know, I've so now I've seen the full exterior shots, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here with butterflies in my stomach cause I just bought a motorcycle. Oh my God. Today. Is that a, is that a Sunday edition project car update or? yeah i guess so Um, buying a motorcycle okay yeah you know out one two out two out one in well then i pulled that other one from the forest the pit bike which oh yeah that doesn't count does count no you don't think so you think that doesn't go in there oh wow oh cool there we go i'm showing the size comparison of f1 cars but look at the big difference it took from 07 to now yeah I mean, yeah. that's like they're unchanged it's for like fucking fifty years. Toy and then, cars, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, and I'm very curious about it when you go back to the shark nose and all that stuff from the. Yeah, oh, there's a the there's races. another there is a picture of that um somewhere. But so anyways. do you think that's uh, safety related? No, is that dude. just a safety change to get the drivers further for away the, from the front of the car? Oh, for the monocoque and everything. I don't know. Yeah. The monocoque's so strong now, though. Um, 
I know, but they're going so fast and maybe just extra safety because that's a huge leap. You're going yeah. like a foot more. Yeah, maybe it was at that point. Um, but you can see this is a cool picture. It's hard to tell. But anyways. Oh, no, I can oh, see. Oh, yeah, a picture yeah, yeah, yeah. of like all there the cars go. from the beginning of time to Dude, now. God. The early Man. one is so tiny. Yeah, and this uh, is the second so one, the, se- the second generation. Little stub nose. Dude, that thing was a lot of power and super short. Those are the ones where they go-kart. sit on the front axle. Yeah. So sketch. Dude. So what's so what is that wheelbase? Do we know a number um, like a model designation of one of those or should I So I do for, for the nose? for the new car I do, but not not the super old one. The new or I don't what's have a wheelbase, but the overall length is 5.712 millimeters for a Ferrari SF90. Which is I don't know what year Wait, that what is. What was the but, number again? Uh 5.712 um meters. Meters, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay, so 1961-62 Ferrari 156 F1 Shark Nose specifications. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, 90.6 inches. The whole car? No, the wheelbase. Oh, the wheelbase. Okay. wheelbase. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, which is really funny because I've, uh, I've, been finding all of these cars that are 90 90 inch wheelbase um so there's a surprising one uh so miata is a 90 inch wheelbase so uh-huh. same same as a early f1 car 911 is 89 911 is like 89 point something early. oh is it mm-hmm. like a um, 80s 911 you know 993 all that stuff hmm. shelby cobra is 90 inch what year? I mean, all of them. Oh, Shelby Cobra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 90 inch. Yeah, yeah. It sounds about right. I mean, you sit. Which is great. Does that, that sound weird, right to you? That's the rear I, tire is like into the driver's door, basically. It's like a, right there. Yeah. So, yeah. Small cars. Uh, and then I there was, there was one other one where I was just randomly looking up wheelbase stuff, and it's like, oh, that's a 90 inch wheelbase, too. I, I think... Um, I, I forget what it is. Uh, it, it may even be uh, Ford Festiva. <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh, know that makes sense, is actually. It, they're, yeah. yeah, they're pretty small. Um, I mean, it, not not as dangerous as like a, a 1M, which is 100, 103 inches. But, you know, <laughs> say la vie. <laughs> I knew it was going to come. <laughs> I knew it was going to come. I mean, that would be crazy, 103 yeah. inches. Imagine taming uh, all those 330 horsepower. <laughs> RSB. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's an- let's answer some questions, shall we? Get so, into some of these. Uh, and I did confirm 1993 Ford Festiva, ninety point two inches. Ah, oh. like all these are all such random cars, like Miata, Shark Nose, Ferrari F one, uh, Ford Cobra, Ford Festiva. Right, <laughs> it's, like, it's got to be kind of like a I, minimal. I, it can't get much smaller than that without going to like some weird K car setup. It's got to just be that long. And I remember looking up the Jeep CJ5 because I was curious about how something like that. Uh, yeah, that's got to be pretty and short. And it was so 81 inches, a lot shorter. Whoa. CJ5. Yeah. Wow. Um, Gnarly. Wheelbase talk. There we go. And then uh, I can't get away from wheelbase talk uh, without, again, mentioning that the my McLaren, E46 McLaren sedan F1. is the same as a McLaren F1. Yeah. What's that? 108 yeah. or something? If you round, 110 if you round, or something. No, it's like, 
No, it's like 103 or something. Oh, like that. okay. Okay. 102.7 something gotcha. like that. And then right. I don't I don't know what this T50 is. I for, I So I new I, I think up, it's but. around the it's probably around the same cuz the dimensions are are within a, f- a few millimeters. Um dude the new, the F1 cars new F1 cars wheelbase 142.48 inches. Oh, what? Dude, dude how crazy is that? There's like I don't that's even know. That's a long that's, like a, that's like an excursion or something. I mean, just think of the different experience between driving a prepped Miata around a track and then that thing. Yeah. Well, Dude, they talk about so these I, cars at Monaco are like they just take up the whole road now, or they used to be a little like you know you could like choose a right. line to take and stuff. Now you like right. have to do exactly what you need to do, or else you're you're done, right? Like. I kind of want to, I want like a shifter car race, shifter cart race with F1 drivers. At Monaco? And, and some, you know, some body work, but maybe limit their top speed so it's not death defying. Yeah. But, uh, God, that and would And then be maybe give them bad. like, uh, uh, tortoise shells to throw at each other and little oh. bombs and stuff. That yeah, that's sick. actually a and good idea. Like throw bananas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, Vettel has to dress up like a princess. Yeah, and uh, Gasly's toad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome, dude. Yeah, we should definitely plan um, that. I mean, Verstappen dude, looks 142 like 142 is un- unbelievable to me. It's because so I the, one of the reasons why I'm nerdy about wheelbase is is because I I in when I was uh, helping run tech for NASA racing, it was uh, I I was helping run the scale. So the race groups would come off and would weigh the cars and. Uh, you know, you have to move the scales every time the wheelbase changes. So oh, yeah. the Miatas run through and it's great. It's all one group unless some guy like gets in, you know, it's mixed racing. Uh, there's a few groups on track. Hopefully all the Miatas come through. If not, you know, one guy comes through in the middle. And so you got to change the scales and all that. Uh, and I remember being blown away. Um, I forget it was like some AMC giant car and it was like, felt huge and it was like long we had to there was a gap in the running boards for the for the scales and and we had to like extend that out because we had nothing that big and it was like i don't know like 110 inches or something yeah 140 plus inches that's are you sure that's not like the whole car ins- yeah it's I mean, got to be the whole car it just doesn't no, because no, i'm looking right now huge, 20, 2018 ford uh this F two fifty four by four XL regular cab with an eight foot bed. Yeah. Hundred and forty two inch wheelbase. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same as a an F two fifty. I bet that's right. If you look at how big those things are, I know. Crazy, I know. They do dude. look huge, but like Brian said, you rarely see them next to a So it says the Mercedes F one W ten car has the longest wheelbase at thirty six ninety eight millimeters. So 3,698 I mean, millimeters. So if you do that math, I mean, you, you could do it, but anyways, it's 56.99 length. 56. Yeah. 99 length. Millimeters. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, big cars, big tracks. I mean, Dude, I guess that, that is 224 inches long. That's crazy. Which is a lot. so it's it was an it was an AMC javelin that came twenty down. feet. Just trying to find that twenty feet, dude. Yeah, a Camaro and all crazy. those like the 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 last gen before like the fifth like so fourth gen Camaros and stuff. I know their wheelbase is like a right around one hundred nine inches or so. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty typical for like, I think Mustang, Camaro, um, a lot of those cars in that, that era. Yeah. But, um, um, I know a new 911 is still like under a hundred. Huh? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So the, the AMG, AMC Javelin, which is, uh, the gener that I remember pushing over the scales. Uh, this is the generation from, uh, 1971 to 74. It had like the weird little fender, uh, yeah. flares in the front that like, it made it really ugly, but it, it went really like, over the fender yeah, height, yeah, you know? Yeah, um, totally. And, um, yeah, 110 inch wheelbase. Yeah. Huh. And so, previously, it's like even the big Camaros and stuff were uh, like 106, 107 max. Yeah. Right. A, a new 911, so a, a 992 is 96 inches. God. Oh, wow. That's not that bad. Yeah. Man. Yeah, bring back smaller F1 cars. Maybe that's our what we should be championing. Championing. I know. Well, if you look at that picture that I showed you guys, like the overhead, yeah. um, it didn't look like there was much more like stuff in front of the driver. It's just like the whole wheelbase extended, yeah. like that center area. Really, it didn't look like. But now they have to fit. It might it might have to do with oh, the fact that they have F- to fit all like the the hybrid the electric shit. hybrid stuff now. Um, and obviously, you don't have any room in, in the front. You know, you have all the arrow, you know, low nose and everything. So everything has to fit in that back section. So they just keep extending it. And uh, they kind of look silly, too. But, um, you know, that big fin that just goes straight back forever. Yeah. You know, compared to I, older I cars. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I totally hate it. It looks awful. Yeah, it's not yeah. as cool. No. no one yeah. pretty. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the Sunday show. But, like, the uh, the T50 is, like, such a cool throwback, right? It's like oh my god, so front, analog. And well, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, twenty one hundred and sixty pounds. I mean, fuck. The front intakes on the bumper. It's like thank you, so clean. Jesus. There's nothing yeah. going on, dude. It's, it's like cleaner than a three sixty Modena. It has that oh, same yeah. kind of twin grill, but yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, uh, Michael Walter Wood asks, "Do you guys think your children will listen to your podcast in the future?" No. You think they'll go back and listen to an episode? My daughter. It's got to be at least an at least an episode. Yeah, maybe when I'm like when I'm like dying or something. (laughs) On your deathbed, be like, oh, I finally jumped into Jetta was too fast. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) just need sticky rubber. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, dude, it would be like they it would be like them like listening to like someone speaking Chinese or something. Imagine like, uh, like but they're gonna get older and have more like understanding of things, you know. Fifty years in the future, we're gonna have like combustion com- engine and combustion engine and slow car fast. Like I don't know, but I mean, she'll, they'll have owned cars and stuff at true, this point, true, true, right? Like they'll they'll know what cars are and do and feel like more, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if if we uh, you know, if we try to picture a podcast that was recorded in I don't know, like the. 70s or 80s or just think of like a I think feel of like, a radio uh old old like pre-war radio story hour like it's twa yeah like the, story and that's hour. what i'm thinking about and like the, the, it feels like there would be different accents involved for some reason like i wonder <laughs> yeah. if we're talking in a completely different way than our kids will be yeah, talking see, yeah. come on, it's on like our today on the exactly. twa podcast uh, uh, yeah. exactly dude <laughs> what's the it's big idea intro <laughs> Exactly. Oh yeah, we do. We do it, right? Yeah, we have it on our intro. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think my I think Andrew will probably dabble if they're you know available. He's yeah. super interested. He like the other day Lane and I went on a little drive, and he when I got back, the first thing he asked me, "How's Lane doing?" 
<laughs> I'm like what? He's fine. Classic, He's doing good. Oh, oh good, mind, dude. That's so funny. Oh, good. Good to hear. Good. Good to hear. Yeah. Have hey, take the he's afternoon just, off. He's just huh? blending in. <laughs> That's he's awesome. Man. Like he's just he's just sidling up next to you at the bar, ordering a drink. <laughs> like, oh, like give me a shot of milk. Yeah, something yeah. Like that. yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, good to hear. Yeah, I'm glad you guys had a good drive. All right, That's come great. on over here and <laughs> play with my toys. Oh, I love it. Um. Brian, you think uh, your little ones will yeah, dabble? Yeah, I mean, I think they're. I think they're definitely. Uh, you know, would try an episode and see what's up. But I, we get pretty, we get pretty nerdy. Unless there's a lot yeah. of automotive passion there, I don't think anybody's like really listening to the whole collection. No, no, I'm not expecting 600 episodes or something. We also but... swear a lot. Um. But this will be future. Future. Yeah, maybe those Dude, words future, won't even it's exist. It's going to seem so tame. No, <laughs> well, it's whole, just like, going to be the like, idea? no, it'll they're, probably be they're like, gonna laugh. It'll probably be aggressive, dude, because the world's getting so um, filtered, right? More filtered and more PC. Huh. Maybe uh, people won't say like as much as we do in the future. Oh, I bet they'll say it more or more. It's just every yeah. every other word, like 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 like. It's going to be like, um, yeah, idiocracy, like, kind of. You know, we're in yeah. like speech, just like. Totally goes out the window and it's just like all, yeah. All power like. drinks. It's all like, like totally like. Yeah, you just said like five times <laughs> explaining how speech is going to get fucked up in the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick Coogan has a super important question. When's the next morning motors? No idea. Dude, who knows? Yeah, People like, are doing them all the time. I see your cars and coffee every weekend. All yeah, over the place. Our, our, uh, our county doesn't allow gatherings. And therefore, I don't think there's insurance for it. Yeah, we we have because we are most cars and coffee has no middleman like us. It's just people randomly show up. That's totally fine. Like somebody throws the word out. We're like an organization that can be held liable for stuff, I think. And so if we have a cars and coffee on private property, we have to get insurance and they won't insure us uh, if the county if, if it's not falling under county uh, guidelines. So, yeah. yeah, it's like Warren with the, in the so, front with the hand up. So uh, what you're saying is we should tell somebody else to have uh, for cars and coffee. Yeah, and we just go to it. Yeah, with I people. Mean, yeah, that we, we like hanging out with. That's something that could happen. <sighs> but it's frustrating. It would it's be a different location, right? I know. I mean, I know. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it would be in a parking lot somewhere. Our our law, our old lot in Davenport is like closed for some reason dude and it was so full of trash last time i drove by there it was just a disaster but it's so tattered it has all these like they put out like these you know things in front like blocking it and it says like like stay home you know all this stuff which is like if i was the business i feel like it's very uh it's not the let's say uh it's not the county doing this it's some locals that made did this like roped it off it looks really shitty um, I almost want to rope it off just so the friggin' people stop throwing trash in there. It's like, it's but, terrible. But now I mean, dude, that scene just, is gnarly. Yeah. But now everyone's just parking next door, like flooding the lots right. down the, down the road. It doesn't stop it at all. And if I was the businesses across the street, I'd be really upset because now people don't, can't park yeah. there and go yeah. to like whale city and all these places. Um, it's like yeah. whale city doesn't really have a lot. They have like 10 cars that can fit in their lot. So it's right. kind of screwing them, and and I don't think it's the county doing it. It's just kind of like a dumb. It's like very dumb because you're blocking this parking lot to like 
let people park like right down, like literally right next door. It's like, it's a really yeah, weird yeah. scene, but, uh, I think that's his mountain life or like, you know, remnants of the mountain life. Bonnie Dune stuff. Yeah. Bonnie Dune shit. Gotta watch out for those. Well, people. the answer, Nick, is as soon as we can, we're gonna do it. But at this point, uh, it might have to be something different, like just a casual kicker or like a chill sesh, you know? Oh, like a kicker, like a full-on kicker, or like a kickback, chill kickback, sesh, like a just a kickback, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get super. Yeah, know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We can. I mean, we could do it somewhere, you know? I yeah. Um, let's just see. Like a, a whisper, a whisper in the air, and then you know, no, nothing official. I don't, yeah. yeah, Warren Madsen like can post it on his Instagram. Lane Skelton can. Yeah, and we just can. go and meet up, and if people, other like-minded enthusiasts, want to meet at the same time, yeah, that's well, up to them. I'm just happy to see that uh, Big Fat Flip is joining us, and uh, Paul Auto Kennel. Yeah, absolutely. live on the live on the YouTube's. Uh, Brian Ferrand nice. is asking about uh, cars and bids. He says, but with BAT increasingly leaning more towards the unattainable spectrum, I'm finding myself watching more of the cars and bids auctions. Interesting. I haven't watched one. I haven't, watched one. I haven't even. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even know you could watch it. I thought it was like a news reel that came out weeks later. <laughs> and, and aren't there? And there are so many cars on BAT that wouldn't you be able to find? I mean, you know, we've recently been talking about a. Toyota Corolla that went for twenty two hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, I think I mean, you're right. I just think there's full less... spectrum. Like, you can find what you want. I just think there's more cars, and a lot of them are over that like fifty thousand mark. But there's tons over twenty grand, right? Under twenty grand and stuff. Yeah. Under twenty grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. there's probably there it's probably tons. like twenty five percent. Yeah, which is and, well, I mean, out of they definitely fifty cars. Yeah, a week or more than that. They have like three hundred cars every on at any time, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, more than so that. So, who knows how many cars are pushing out a week? Yeah. And you picked out a number lane. Like, that's one of the filters for a search on BAT oh, okay. is under 20,000. Yeah. That's just, like, one of the ones that you can search on. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I think the cream is rising to the top there, and it, it they have so much demand that they're not going to accept a car that has needs body work, unless it's something very special, like, a, you know, a long hood project or something like that. Yeah. But well, it's, yeah, like, it's like a... E36 Rick. M3 with a, a bad fender that's out, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Questionable makes, paint. Kind of makes, makes sense. sense, right? They don't want to have, like, those questionable sales either. They'd rather have, like, yeah. cars that are, like, good and they they can, like, basically put them on their site and they don't have to deal with the rep- repercussions of exactly. people saying, oh, this car's a piece of shit and stuff like that. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. You um, want quality cars across <laughs> the entire spectrum from, yeah. you know, $2,000 to two mil uh and but all quality cars being key because you know this is where you go this is like they're slightly vetted and that sort of thing yeah but i understand Uh, i mean i guess in with that said you can kind of understand what he's saying then like if there is a car with like a fucked up fender or needs paint you're like oh okay if if it's available to be on this other site then that's kind of cool right like is that what the um, other side is i don't know I they, they offer more sketchy stuff from what i've seen it isn't so i don't really know um yeah you know for like yeah jordan sanchez's car was on there and um uh, i don't know i've seen yeah. like i've only checked it out like once and that was just to check out how bad it looks but um yeah that's about it I just can't get over that site name, Cars and Bids. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. That's the best they could do. Unbelievable. Like, they settled on that. There's a group of people who are like, that's it. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. 
I'm yeah. trying to look it up right now. Um, um, Yeti Overland says, so Art had a name for a joint and coffee. I can't even remember what it was. What was it? Oh, uh, yeah. It was like it's a like speedball or something. Or No, it was like a speedball, but it was but a Mexican yeah. speedball yeah. or something. Irish, Irish speedball. <laughs> yeah, something like that. A Mexican speedball. That's what that is. That's fucked up, Lynn. Uh, then he says, what would you call a monster energy drink and a Sudafed? Uh, the uh, ZR Nun. <laughs> the ZR Nun. He says he accidentally did this and felt like he could manual swap twice as quick as Art sees. So it's basically like crack on crack is what he's saying. <laughs> I've uh, I've had a bad reaction to uh, drinking on cold medicine. Has this ever happened to you guys? Uh, dude, no, I had it not on really. Claritin I've... on uh, on no on Sudafed drinking. So was like, well, that's what that's huh. what he's talking about. But he had a monster energy. Uh, okay, but well, you, I had you beers on that, and I was yeah. like, I was at a Radwood Sonoma last year, and I forgot that I had taken this a bunch of Sudafeds, and I oh, drank a couple beers, I... and I was like passing out in the pack. And were those the old expired ones I gave you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Airbnb? it was the ones I stole from the Airbnb. Airbnb, Dude, the Airbnb, Airbnb was someone's house with fucking full <laughs> yeah. medicine cabinets. <laughs> yeah, prescription that drugs and everything. Dude, what? why would it be illegal? That's the whole beauty of the, they want you to share your house, right? Oh, it had kids' pictures. It was like grand, grandma and grandpa's house. Yeah. And uh, they just yeah. like left for the weekend. Yeah, it was a little creepy. It was very creepy. So, what did um, Richard Chen's car go for? Did you guys see? Oh, did it go? $5,000. Oh, Five? I'm so close. 4200 was my guess. Damn, I know. I bumped mine to 67 I think. Hmm. $5,000. All right. Well, that's, that's a good oh, hippie, It was at 2500 for a very long time. Paul Paul chimed in. Hippie speedball speed is what ball. it was called. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. That's like cars and bids. We're gonna change that name. We got to get something better than that. Yeah, dude, it's the that Mexican, is a great name. Mexican what are you talking about? Ball. That's a great name, dude. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But I don't associate like, smoking weed with hippies now. It's like, how about, that's so it's such an old way of thinking. Yeah, it's gotta, you gotta go true. somewhere. I'll else. give you that. I'll then what do you want to call it? Like a um, gangster speedball or uh, like a nineties nineties <laughs> rap video speedball? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's legal now. It's uh, very acceptable. There's something else there. I'll have to think about it. I can't just, I can't come up with genius shit like that on the fly. Hipster yeah, speedball. That one. I was going to say hipster speedball. That's no, better. Not... Thank you. No. That's better. It's, yeah, it's in the right direction. Weed, are they? Fuck yeah, they are. Oh, yeah, dude. Come on. Everyone's they, But they have like a, a robot. That, they have a but, robot dildo they're dealing with that they have to plug in, and it's got <laughs> pipes and little douche flute they're playing. No, it's not a robot. That's the thing. Hipsters are very like analog, so they like true. made it That's out true. of like a fucking out of like a piece balsa of like, wood, balsa wood in their backyard or something, dude. That's right. And they they repurpose. They repurpose something to make it. <laughs> yeah, coke can. <laughs> yeah. Well, this what I was getting at with my uh, story about uh, cold medicine and alcohol. That's. Not like what happened to you, though, Lane. I had a cold and I was flying to Europe, long flight, SFO to London Heathrow, took the strongest decongestant I could buy, kind of forgot about it. And then the first thing they do on that flight, I think it was a red eye, is they serve you dinner and international flight, free alcohol. So logically, I got two little things of wine with my little shitty chicken dinner or whatever it was. And I down those things and immediately my like core temperature of my body went up like 15 degrees, profuse sweating. Oh, I, man. I seriously was like, didn't know what to do. All Jeez. I wanted to do was lay down. I considered laying down in the aisle. 
That's gnarly, <laughs> dude. This close. Oh my god. That reminds the me of the last time I flew to, to England. Oh god, don't even talk about that. Yeah, there's one dude next to me. The flight attendant comes over and sees like I'm about to die, gives me their uh staff water, so it's like a liter bottle, obviously not like a little cup. Liter cola. I chug the entire thing and pass out. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I woke dude. up like three hours later. In your own piss. And Definitely. I was totally fine. I was totally boom, fine. Boom, it was boom, like boom. no, no boom boom in the <laughs> boom boom room. I water, passed out, woke up, fine. My friend Scotty, who was with me, thought I was gonna die. He said it didn't look too good right there. Right that's there. that's not fun, dude. No. So, anyways, word of the wise: super strong decongestion, decongestants, and alcohol. Don't do it. And it might have something to do with the like thin air. I don't know. But, I think that's just the key, yeah. anyways. You're not supposed. To, I mean, it says on the packaging: do not consume alcohol. No, when I you, think you're right. Like, I think you're right. I mean, oh, like, another little asterisk to this story is that British Airways at the time didn't have the little fucking vent air blaster oh, no. per seat. It what? was a cabin thermostat. Oh, horrible, 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 horrible. Oh. I've so. never seen a plane like that. that I know. Terrible. And that was Art, a really bad time for that. Art and I flew me. to LA and, and we flew home the same day, I think. Um, and the heater was stuck on, on the airplane. I've had that happen. Oh my God. It was so miserable. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> the heater was stuck on. It was so hot. Dude. No, I, mine was it, the, the AC wouldn't work when it was parked. So when we got on the plane, yeah. it was fucking an oven until they yeah. got going. Oh, ours so was the whole thing. This is like, this is like hour, project but... car stuff. Project yeah. car stuff. Like you jump in a car and it's like, ah, the heater's stuck on. Not a, a commercial airline. Yeah, not a commercial. Like, that's exactly. Crazy, dude. That should land. That should like keep the ground the plane, right? Right. Yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah. And they, I think they opened the rear door to allow air to flow through. I mean, oh, it was very do project it. Yeah, Just open the rear door, dude. It was like, put the, roll the window down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on. Right. I got, I got 55. Just, what is it called? Two, two times 55 or whatever the fuck people say. <laughs> and Wing wings open and 55 miles an hour. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, uh, you're in a little like metal box. So the yes. thing is cooking as you're yeah. sitting there and you're not allowed to open windows either so although that doesn't really corroborate your story with the airstream your little uh trailer brian the metal skin yeah, seemed to help I mean, uh absolutely but um i think i, I don't tried know to use the details too i'm throwing out there yeah but keep going <laughs> I, I think you're fine I, I, yeah. I i we get the gist in context at least um yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I i don't know you must have had the heater on I don't know. It's a whole different thing with planes. This is a very simple little <laughs> box, but I don't and, even think the plane would have some well, insulation. No, no, here's the thing. This thing's got like five windows that I can oh, yeah. pop open almost oh. completely. So it was pushing air through and it's got a vent on the top. So you pop that thing open. Yeah, you're um, doing good. Always, you're doing good. Always remember to close that before you pull away, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but that's, you vent out all that heat, right? That's key. You're not doing that in an airplane. That'd be nice so, if you could. Here's the other or what thing. if you had in an airplane uh, little crank wing windows at every seat? Hey, let's do that. That'd be awesome, dude. Like that'd be a, hot, a thousand windows great. down or whatever. And you could put, yeah, put your <laughs> elbow thousand. out. Everybody's got that option. 50. Hey, say. by the way, uh, it might also have something to do with it. The fact that the plane has a hundred people inside of it. Yeah. Right. A hundred. A hundred people, zero windows open, a hundred people inside. hundred people. Yeah. people and they're are like, like, if you put a hundred people like, in my people trailer. People are something like 98 degrees or something. I just know because there was a, my band, my favorite band is called that. The boy band, yeah. Times 100. Yeah. Uh, seller cars says there's a mild, or he says there is 
mild in parentheses debate on the internet about what MR2 stands for. Midship runabout two seater or mid engine rear wheel drive two seater. Midship Which runabout. One do you think midship runabout. Midship runabout. I mean, it is midship runabout. Yeah. Two seater. I mean, there's no, there's no question. Yeah. yeah it, it's from Toyota. Is, but, that's all you need to do. Yeah. But I think oh, it no, should no. be mid engine rear wheel rear drive. would be cool. Yeah. Two, two seater. You're saying rear. As a name, runabout just has so much more character. I'm I'm all in runabout. <laughs> so yeah, you're but, more of a whimsy guy. If there was a personality sure. test for DWA, so, you strike high in whimsy. But Brian, when right. when people talk yes. about cars, they say like that's an that's an FF or you know front wheel drive, front engine MR, FF yeah. or MR sure. would be a mid engine rear wheel drive, right? So yeah. it makes sense that that's a uh, some debate yeah. yes. for people that don't Absolutely. know how to use Google. But um, solar cars don't believe the hype. It is uh, run a runabout. Yeah, for sure. And is it even an MR2 if it doesn't have that little uh, eagle uh, oh, mascot? I know. That's kind of a bummer about that. Why do they have that? And then the just spider doesn't have it, huh? Does the second gen? I, even the second Ooh, gen. Oh, second doesn't, gen doesn't think. either. I yeah. it was just early first. I don't yeah. even know if the late ones have it. Such an American emblem. It's weird. So There's like, like so Pontiac looking or something. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Jealous. They're just jealous. Um, Joe Polo 68. If you have the opportunity to buy a running, driving, and reliable but rough version of a French car you already own for cheap, what would be your route with it? Uh, do the necessary paperwork, et cetera, make it a usable car or make it a different version of the one you have, like a Safari touring car replica, or just stash it in the forest for spare no, parts? the answer is don't buy it. Or something else, asking for a friend. So obviously he's got a, got a Peugeot yeah. 205 on the, on the yeah. line? Uh, not a 205, but a, not a 405. 405. Right? No, it's Sorry. not a 405 either, right? 60 it's a, yeah. something? It's a 504 <laughs> in there? 502210? 405, isn't that the one with like the swoopy back and front? Like 401? The, I don't know. 509? I don't know. Anyways, don't buy it, dude. Just stop. You have an addiction. You have a problem, dude. It's not He's, good. Hold dude, on, Lane. Parts hold car on. for cheap in the forest? Parts car, dude. Yes, but when you're in this world where you have a I guess oddball car, cars, yeah. you kind of have to buy them when you see him. Does he have the space? He has the space. He has property out has somewhere, and he has a bunch of shitty cars. He has a bunch of cars in a field just dude. rotting. That's called the junkyard lane, and uh, if you own a French it car, is. I think you basically <laughs> kind of need that. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. But I they just go hand in hand. I'm just trying to help Joe. Like you should see his collection, dude. Well, so Joe, gnarly. you need to, so you need to tell the us uh, the price. I need to know what cheap means because that does matter. That does matter. He like I if posted. It's over, a br- I posted an MGB or something the other day a TR3. I don't know the other week, and he like texted me something, and we were texting back and forth. I'm like. And he's talking about MGB GTs or something. I'm like, yeah, those are cool, whatever. And he goes, yeah, I have three of them and MGB, like two MGB convertibles. Like, and then he sends me a picture of all these cars, like with like the dirt and grass is like grown up into them in this field. You know, it's just, you know, he needs to, he needs to curb his problems. I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't want to endorse going the MGB route with grass growing up and dirt, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, with the tires completely buried in, in, yeah. mud. um, but, uh, I do, I am in for the idea of having a r- rolling driving parts car, basically like this is a stash of parts, but it's all together in a car that you can drive around for a little while until something major breaks. 
And my answer is uh, Gambler 500, hmm. which is basically but the same think, as Safari. I think that there's going to be some, it says to make it a usable car. And that makes me think that What's it's probably paperwork? not running. No, but he yeah. mentions paperwork. Yeah. And why are you making a parts car into a usable car, dude? He already has a good one. Just drive that one. I think okay, if you so get a really Lane's cheap, answer. under Lane's $500, answer is no. under $500, buy it and park it. At least you have it. You can always sell it again. You won't be hurt. But over 500 I don't think so. Because think of the parts you can acquire for over $500. You, you like, you know what I mean? The budget and the time is something to consider. So Yeah. And, yeah, besides, yeah, it's like you could really uh, go the wrong way if you start investing a lot of money into the car. Like, you would have to put a cap on it, right? Yeah. And when I say not... Gambler 500, the spirit of that is you're not you're not putting dumping a lot of money into it. You're doing stuff for free that like basically just costs sawzall blades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are yeah, that's very expensive. And, and you and use tires, right? Stuff like that. Wheel spacers. Yes. Uh, Eat with Naveed says, "Have you guys ever thought about having a fifth addition to the team?" Oh man, Naveed. We barely have time. We barely get our words in with the four of us. I feel like we're yeah, that's true. Hunting for uh, openings. If there's not, we what's have, the race? If there, if you're not taking the gap, then you're no longer a racing driver. Or, that's what Simon said. So if right. you're no longer fitting your words in the dead air, then you're no longer a podcaster or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's very little dead air. There's very little white space in this podcast. I know. But we should have you back on as a guest, Naveed. I think you probably have the most uh, driving stories during quarantine, I would say. For sure, dude. <laughs> Guys put, all, put like fucking 50,000 miles on his car. Like, uh, He doesn't even have cars. a house, does he? He's just living in that car. That's where <laughs> that's him quarantining. It's, a, yeah. you know, he's got his little takeout that he gets and <laughs> a you know, box of masks. One of those masks. little trash, trash cans that you put inside on the back of your seat rest. You oh, know? yeah. Like, those are cool. Like right up, right above his door handle is a Purell squirt. You know? <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. Every time yep. he gets in and out, just doing it. To be honest, uh, that's all of us. Though I see uh, Jordan Sanchez is joining us. He, uh, congrats on selling your C4 Corvette to a guy in San Jose. That's yeah. cool. And oh, then uh, he got his little uh, his little Veloster. Veloster. Um, Dude, that thing so looks I, sick. And he put 18 inch wheels on it, which looks so good. What do they come with? Nineteen. What do they I think come like with? Nineteens or something. So is or maybe he put seventeens. I forget. Seventeens or eighteens. But anyways, he has like sidewall now, and it looks really good. Good on. And you. it looks good in red. The the that car is kind of like flashy the way they style it, but it's flashy with like red stripes. Usually, you get a red car, and it kind of all blends in. It feels uh-huh. like yeah. Most of them are that drive. blue. Oh, oh, came with came 19s, with 19s. Put 18s. Put on 18s. He went on a drive Dude, with that's some a Veloster bolt. ends, and uh, I had no idea there was that many around. I, I don't think I've seen I one know. in the wild. Yeah. There's a whole I crew. I, I, I think I've seen one, but definitely, yeah, there were like eight or nine of them. I definitely haven't seen yeah, one up they close. They look good. I can't picture like walking around one or anything. It's a, kind of a rare rare car, but there's they're out Dude, there apparently. That's a pretty bold move to go brand new car, replace the wheels and tires immediately. I that is, a hard time. Well, that's pretty I, common. I appla- that's I super common. It. Take I off, takeoffs. It. I bet it came with all seasons. That's what I'm guessing. I got tires from my yeah, GTI within a week right. of owning it. Um, and you know, I probably should have done wheels too, because you probably could have saved like fucking fifty pounds or something just on wheels, right? right? You know, 
So that's probably what he was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's interest, super interesting car. I, I look forward to seeing it at the next Morning Motors. Oh, he said it, said it came with P0, so it's like simply uh, probably wanted a better ride and uh, and he wanted uh, sidewall, sidewall and Michelin's. That's a good call. There you go. That's great. Yeah. I heard Jeff. Gordon Murray today was talking about how Michelin's are like the best tires and, you know. And he's yeah, actually, that's what's on it. that car runs PS4s, which is pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. As opposed to like Cup 2s, as opposed to Cup 2s or something like that, so. Uh, Jeff Wise says, with the launch of the T50, can we please hear more of Lane's Gordon Murray impression? <laughs> also, am I the only one who hears the resemblance to Jay Lamb's redneck voice? Which, that's like, uh, that's Hall of Fame DWA uh, Yeah, Jay voices. Lamb's redneck voice. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, someone else hit me up that. about the uh, the Gordon Murray impression. Like, can you just do every podcast in that voice? I can't remember it. Let I don't me, remember how you said, I did it. I was like, it was old Gordon remember. Murray, remember? Was that, it was like, oh, back in my day, we're Fans or fans are the way. <laughs> That's Gordon Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I didn't even do a British accent, dude. I know. That's pretty perfect, though. I know you're also like doing like get off my lawn, you know? Yeah, yeah. big cars kick out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh man, he's a pretty monotone, quiet guy. Oh um, yeah, he wears those wild uh, Tommy Bahama shirts, though. I don't know if they're all Tommy Bahamas. It's funny but, how uh, it's funny how involved. someone could be so good with design in certain ways and then blow it on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty common with design, like engineer designer types. They have like a uh, like blue glasses, like blue reading glasses, and like yellow shoes. You're like, what is going on here? But it's something uh, about their brain. They want some color, and yeah, I don't know. It seems yep. more common than than not. Um, another, uh, hall of fame redneck voice is, uh, Jason Camisa. Oh, he's got his, like, just his normal voice. Yeah. He's got, he's got a whole <laughs> oh. alter ego, his nor- right? His normal voice <laughs> is the hall of fame redneck, you know, Jason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he's got that redneck guy that he played in some of those, uh, head to heads. Oh yeah. 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 Like full um, costume and the mullet. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Like backstory, probably <laughs> backstory. Back Oh, yeah. A middle name. He studied some, like he yeah. watched King of the Hill for like like nonstop for a week before. And yeah, yeah. Went full Daniel Day Lewis with it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Method actor. He was that way for a month. You you before. call him up and he's talking about like how Trump's the best thing ever, and he just uh, totally he's like, transformed his personality. Like beating people up and shit. Yeah. At the, <laughs> he's super into guns shoot. that week. Uh, Kyle JF90 um, says, will any automakers follow Gordon Murray's example for a super or sports car uh, and begin making lighter, more involving cars, or are we just too far gone? It's a great question. We've talked in the past about light creep, right? How uh, there were a few manufacturers who were getting a little bit lighter, like the GTI was a good example of they were making good efforts there, but... It's I mean, expensive, I dude. I, I think McLaren's different. I think it's a separate thing, and I, I would I'd be interested to look at the impact that the first F1 had. Like, did that have an impact on everybody else? Well, I don't. I kind of doubt yeah. it. I think it's like in such a class of its own. Yeah, and he's maybe it'll have an impact with like hopefully the way the supercars go. Just that he's not going after the numbers because like the numbers are already reached, and now now you're kind of going after this other thing, which is experience and stuff, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I feel like, uh, 
I, I don't think I think the trickle down. It's hard when like it costs so much to get all that lightness. Really, it's like what's and that very, car is, and what's, he's selling that car for two point six million or something. It's not. It's not like you know that's that's not a, that's not something that's cheap, and they'll be able to get that that lightness out of a you know a car that's gonna you know forty grand or thirty grand or whatever. On, on the contrary, though, what's super interesting about this question for this guy for Gordon Murray is that he had uh, he designed the T twenty five, which was hardly a the car. Full manufacturing process behind it, which is the entire effort. I think, if I understand correctly, is. Uh, making a car lightweight at scale, like high production volume, uh, taking advantage of uh, any lightweight techniques that you can. And, you know, I, you could argue that it's been, I don't know, probably 10 years since he's tried to introduce that and license that technology to people. And it basically, I haven't seen anything from it. So you could argue that uh, it didn't work. There, right? <laughs> that proves yeah. that there's no market, that it doesn't work. Yeah, but well, that was uh, it's interesting that that, yeah. that it seems like that's what he cares about. Actually, is he he'd like to take light weighting uh, down to the mainstream, and he's made efforts to do the best he can to get it there. Yeah, um, I might have to take a second here, but uh, I was going to say um, you have to look at the the buying population for these hypercars, who's buying these cars, what are their skill levels, what are their interests? Um, it seems increasingly, especially in those like lower, I mean, I don't know what you want to call them, but like the uh, McLarens and Ferraris and kind of like the lower tier of those supercars, not hypercars, that I don't think that will ever get super lightweight. Um, maybe a special edition of some kind you could see uh, trimming it way down for 50 cars or what have you. But um, I just don't see something in, on a massive scale where all of a sudden Porsche is like, we're going to make a super lightweight 911. I just, I'm not sure that'll ever happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I hope it does. I mean, that that was my, especially with the styling, just seeing that front. I mean, down. so you could see Please. it if like composites get really cheap composite yeah. manufacturing. Like, I mean, part of it is that like he has this carbon composite body and stuff that, and, and structure that weighs like nothing is, you know, um, yep. I, I, I know you was talking about, it was like 50 kilograms less than the F1 weighed. Um, and that was, that was carbon as well. But like, uh, to get to that, like a, a Porsche 911 still just a steel chat, you know, steel sub, you know, chassis and everything so you, you, to get to that it costs a lot right now but you know maybe yeah. the trickle down will be that you know it's already kind of getting there like obviously carbon fibers you know people are using them on roofs of these cars and stuff like that which are still expensive cars but um you know at some point maybe chassis will be built out of that on a you know yeah. equivalent to what is 40 grand now or something you know um who knows I have to run real quick. I'll be right back. But Amuro Costello asks, uh, what car in your developmental driving years made you realize you enjoyed driving? And I'll mm. be right back. All right. Bye, Warren. Mm. That's a good one. Actually, that's what's yours, Brian? I think I, the well, answer is so easy for me. It's just the, it's just like the first time you get to drive a car. <laughs> Right. I, I mean, mean, that's what I'm trying to think of. Like, I, I already liked driving cars before I even got to drive one. Yeah, <laughs> Somehow, exactly. Somehow, like, I, 
I feel like I liked cars way more. I mean, without without having to experience them. Yeah. And so it wasn't like it wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm just a you know regular kid. I like BMX bikes or whatever. And then one day I got a ride in somebody's car, and all of a sudden everything changed. Like it yeah. was way different than that. It was like staring at car pictures. Can't wait to drive. Yeah. You know, I got to the first car I really got to drive around at length was an AMC Eagle in Taos, New Mexico on dirt roads by myself. It was so rad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, that was like obvious, you know, the reason why that happens is because like my parents knew and our family friend knew that I loved cars and they let me do that only for that reason. Um, so like I was uh, uh, like by definition, it only happened cause I was already kind of a car nut. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I definitely, and he says in the que- I'm not looking at Instagram right now, but in the question it says, "What car did you drive that uh, made you realize that you loved it?" Yeah, that's a yes. Yeah. I I don't. Yeah, I'm I'm the same as you. I don't think there's like a particular car. It's just like I knew it before I ever had a license, or before I, you know, like, and before I ever drove a car. But also, you know, just like loving skateboarding and. BMXing and mountain biking and going like as fast as I could bombing down hills, you know, like, and then getting into a, and then riding a dirt bikes or having a mo, mo a scooter and making a track in my yard. Like there wasn't like right. a car. It was like literally whatever car you gave me, I was having fun in it. It didn't matter. Like, and you know, like it was, it literally could have been a BMX bike this yes. when you knew that you liked it. Exactly. Yeah. It's just speed, like you had right? handlebars and to control. Yeah. And, speed and, and control of speed. that, of that yeah. speed, right. And doing stuff like my first but car. You can even I, go back big wheel. You probably had a big yeah. wheel. I had one and I, I like, I have a picture of myself bombing down a hill and it's like ultimate focus, right? You could see it like in my expression on my face. And I'm just like totally in love with it, right? And that was dude, like I built a, like a, I built, I built like a gravity go kart thing when I was like eight years old, you know, out of wood, and, um, in my dad's yeah. cabinet shop, and like all I ever wanted to do is just drive stuff, you know, and like have that control of of turning a wheel and moving a thing and and being able to propel it. And like the first car I drove like extensively was my grandma's '83 Renault 1.7. Encore and dude, that thing was a piece of shit. I mean, it was like perfect condition, 40,000 miles on it, but it was a piece of shit. And with a manual, uh, I think a five speed, but dude, that was like so fun. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, and like, it didn't, I guarantee, dude, I guarantee you, uh, you at that age when you were driving that car, like, because we already had it built up for magazines and our BMX experience and whatever, uh, you could already first car you've really driven and you can already be a critic. You already have it in your mind, like what a good car might feel like, even though you've never driven a good car and you know that the Renault Fuego is a piece of shit or the Encore Encore or whatever. Uh, and, uh, like immediately first time behind the wheel, you could make a judge. Like I remember driving the stupid Dodge Aries, uh, for driver driver training. training. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I have very, I, my only experience was getting behind the wheel of the, uh, Nissan hard body, you know, just around our property. Um, but I knew, you know, with zero experience, I knew that was a terrible car and yeah. I already had visions of what a really good car would be. And it's probably exactly the same visions that I have today about what a really good car is. And yeah, it, yeah it's funny. I feel like we knew all this stuff intrinsically somehow. 
Yeah, I don't think that, like, I definitely didn't. I mean, I think there is those people where they got into cars when they were, like, eight, like 18 years old or even in their 20s or 30s. And it's like, oh, man, this is what drive. This is like, now I really love driving. It didn't happen like that for us. I think it was just like we were just born and we liked this stuff. And then, you know, it wasn't like a yeah. coming to Jesus moment. But you might have an influential right. drive or a day with someone in a cool car that really sends you down a different path. You know, maybe it's like. You never knew that it, a little GTI could be super fun. You just you're always looking right. at the big stuff. Opens your eyes. Yeah, I don't have that yeah. though. Do you do you have any Warren? You, you came in. You know we we're kind yeah, of like yeah. already in the middle of discussing it. But by the way, I got a text message. I got a text message that my wife said, "Can you help me with Andrew's hand? Grab Andrew's hand." And I thought he cut him like cut his thumb off or something. I'm like, ah, I better go. It was uh, autocorrect. <laughs> Can you help get Andrew's sand? His oh, kinetic sand. Uh... <laughs> And it was in the in the podcast room, but I went upstairs like, "Oh my God, is Andrew all right?" Uh, yeah, it's, I need the sand. So. <laughs> that was my bad. You put um, it, you put it on mute and immediately started screaming bloody murder as you run up the <laughs> stairs to see you, his hand separated from his body. Like, no, no, it's kinetic sand. You're fine. <laughs> um, I uh, I would say like I told Pat Murphy this, but when we were. You know, I was 15. He was 16. Was he, is he a little older? Like, did he get his license first? One of those kids? No. I can't remember, but I was young. I can't remember. No, I, he, his birthday, I know his birthday exactly. It's, uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Okay. So just like, yes. he's not that old. I don't know which year though. Not that old at all. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, he had a black Mark 1 GTI and it had a stereo in it. That's about all I can really so remember. Sick. I don't have any picture. With I've never Zen, seen a picture Zender, of it. By the way, he got, body that when he, was he got that when he was like 17. So. so it must have been like just the first time kind of solo night drive. And we did like, I was just a passenger, but we went up all through Santa Cruz Mountains. Um, that drive and then my friend uh, slash boss when I was young, like 15, he had a two-door 510. And we went up Felton Empire Grade Road, Felton Empire Road. <clears throat> and uh, he knew it really well. And it was like, whoa, holy shit. Like, <laughs> this is super fun. And up until that point, I had gone on drives with, like, my my friend's dad or, like, my uncle. And, like, it wasn't that type of drive. This was a lot more dangerous feeling, but also super fun. And that kind of got me but more focused on, like, smaller little, like, import cars than just the And you were uh, a passenger, magazine. though. You weren't yeah, driving. Passenger. No, 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 not driving. Yeah. So I was just saying there's some, some things that happen like early when you're about to get your license or something and you're not quite driving it and it's, it can maybe stoke yeah. the fire a little bit more. Totally. Yeah. And I think so that's probably the case if you, that's... if you don't live around fun roads or you don't live around people who are really into like sports cars, um, you wouldn't have the exposure and love for it later. Right. So it just happened to be that we live in an area where that's pretty common. So it's, it helps. Yeah, I could see that. Like yeah. if you if you lived in a place where like you just have straight roads and then you go visit someone and you're like, oh, here's what a GTI can do in a background. You're like, oh, I just thought it was a little slow hatchback, you know. And you're used to like trucks and V8s exactly. and stuff or something. Yeah. But uh, by the way, Lane, I think we might have lost your uh, headset for your speaker. I'm yeah, not I sure. unplugged it. It was making all okay. kinds of. You guys sounded like robots and stuff. Okay, that's all so, good. I just want to oh, yeah, make sure you, you know. You sound really, really bad right now. You're on your just on your laptop, probably. Um, and and uh, yeah, so I if we're including like getting rides from people that are like inspirational, I think I've mentioned it before, but I it definitely sticks out. My earliest memory of something like that is we were at my 
dad's buddy's house and and w- one of his friends rolls up in like a late 60s like i call it a 67 um corvette uh stingray you know hard top not a not a convertible um and they toss me in there and i, I kind of i vaguely remember that it had like big old wide tires and everything um this would have been you know late 80s and uh we just go for a rip <laughs> around the block and it's like he was doing like donuts and like going up on the neighbor's curbs and sidewalk, like in the middle of it, right? Like just bombing around. And it was that like, sounds... you know, this V8 engine just thumping and like yeah, that's a all dream. of the that's a dream visceral right experience. Totally, yeah. dude. And like, you know, now on this podcast, I'm always talking about, you know, big old wide tires and, you know, the American stuff. It's like burning. It's coming straight from that experience, probably. Um, and, uh, worth mentioning too, like, um, you know, I think there's been a decent amount of discussion, uh, just the whole, uh, black lives matter movement and all of that. And it's very interesting, like how that stuff hits car culture. And, you know, when you think about some of the, uh, um, opportunities that are given or not given to people and like, I don't know, how do you, how do you make something like automotive stuff more inclusive and for me, it ties into this question, actually, because it's like how were you know, how were we introduced to the, the feelings that you get from like driving cars all gnarly, right? Like outside of the legal zone, basically. And, um, you know, one of the reasons why maybe there's a big difference in the the population, like, you know, why you don't see um, uh a lot of diversity is because, you know, maybe there weren't those little opportunities like the, the trip in the five ten or whatever. And I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, it's a very hard question to think about, but like, how do you add diversity? And it's like, that's almost the way you have to do it. It's like, you have to go straight to the youth. Like, how do you like give these experiences uh, straight to the youth, right? Where it would actually make a difference. And, it's kind of a weird thing to even discuss because the stuff that we like is kind of outside of the law anyways. So it's not like you don't want (laughs) to like if we were to set up a program where we're giving people crazy, uh, uh, you know, irresponsible donuts in the middle of uh, suburban streets, you know, over sidewalks and stuff, you can't, (laughs) that's not like a program that you can do, but for a kid that, that makes a huge impact. It's just kind of yeah. an interesting thing. Like, how how do we get into this hobby, right? But, I know. I mean, well, that's, all, I would yeah. love. I'm that one of those people. I don't think you should simple. push anyone into anything. I think it's a product of where you live and what your friends are into. And I think if your friends are into cars, and you're probably going to be into cars, or if your dad's into cars, you're going to be into cars. If your dad's into basketball, you're probably going to be into basketball. If your, you know, family's into like we have tons of friends that are not into cars at all, and they were like their dads are all into baseball and football and that's all they talked about. And that's all they, or that's what they're or, into or surfing my, you know, like, yeah. and I think it's a product of like where you grow up and just your environment you're yeah. around. Really. I think if, you know, if you're, um, if you're a yeah, I mean, black kid or a white kid or a thing. Mexican or whatever, and you, and you grow up with a bunch of kids that like cars then you're going to be into cars probably. But if you all, if you grow up with a bunch well, of kids that exactly are into basketball, point, you're right? going to like basketball. So I don't think it's a bad thing to not like, to not like cars or to like cars or to like football or to like, you know, soccer or whatever. It's like, it's just kind of is. Well, what I it guess is. you could make the, 
the thing is you could make the argument that people don't you know they aren't surrounded by that just by you know the way uh pe- the different ways that people grow up right and, yeah inner and, cities um, and stuff like, are going to have a lot of car culture right like driving right, a back exactly. road is not going to be a big deal like and i mean same with pro- same with a bunch of white kids growing up in inner city like they're probably not going to be into like bombing back roads and stuff because there is no back roads so um but i don't yeah. know it's, yeah and, i mean if you if you look at it from a perspective of like we do dwa rallies um you know what does it look like to bring diversity to dwa rallies like you, you get into these types of uh you know uh thought experiments where you're like well you kind of have to go all the way back to the very beginning and and hit kids and get them sparked in the right way uh before you know it's not it's not just recruiting more people by yeah. m- different marketing or anything it's like you got yeah it's like you just peep the the people who are not typically exposed because you know they grew up in neighborhoods where people didn't have garages or extra money to be able to like play with ridiculous corvettes right then yeah and uh, is it is yeah. it right or wrong i mean is it is it like is it like being into cars like the best thing and you need to get everyone into it i don't know like a lot of people have other stuff they're into you know like um sure like my, well of course yeah i'm just saying yeah. for, i'm starting from the point the viewpoint of you know there there are rallies noting that there's a diversity uh a, a lack of diversity and like so what do you do there so yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's a product of where we live, too. Well, yeah, uh, but it's absolutely true. Like, (laughs) it's a little hard to, it's a little hard to, uh, like, you don't want to push it on people. I completely agree. Like, you kind of have to, uh, like, yeah, one, it, it can be dangerous for people. And two, um, well, it's also like kind of expensive and everything too, but, uh, well, you have to really like uh, it, right? It is expensive. It's right. like one of those things, like it has to be a passion to be into cars. And yeah. if you're not into cars and yeah. you're not into it, you know, just like I, I have so many friends, like I grew up with that, like could care less about cars. Like most, most of my friends, like pre high school, pre like Brian, you and like Pat Murphy and Jared and stuff like none of my friends were into cars at all. Like it was just me into cars, you know? And like all those guys are into like, um, and I was into cars and mountain biking and BMX, you know, like stuff like that. And then all my friends were into like baseball and, and, uh, you know, and, uh, smoking weed and stuff. Um, but, but, you know, it's just a matter of like what you're actually into, you know, they could like care less like about driving a car. I'd be like, dude, I'll drive, I'll drive, you know? Um, right. I I don't know. I think it's a pretty like, it, it yeah it's definitely a weird subject of like or it's I, a i would guess i i don't know how you'd measure this but i would guess that it's like a pretty s- standard amount of the population of people who would be into cars if they had the right exposure for and sure it just happens that way just because it's my experience like like my dad was not into cars at all like he's he's just not really he's had a few cars the cool cars in the past but he had a whole different thing that you know he was like more into traveling and all this stuff and you know construction and stuff like that and i and i just for some reason was totally different um uh but yeah and and so yeah it's like we said at the very beginning of this it's like it's kind of like built in we already knew we like cars way before we could even uh get behind the wheel and and um i'll bet that's true like across the population there's just something about humans some percent of the human population wants to be able to go and like do fast things whatever 
in the decade that you grow up, like whatever that fast thing is, you'll do it. And, you know, in yeah. the future, it'll be some other crazy stuff. Well, it's like I've never so, been a fan of like roller coasters or anything like that because I like to have control of my speed, you know? Right. Um, that's always yeah. been my thing is being able to like actually like control what I'm doing. And I don't like that whole, I don't like that feeling of just like, letting go being and being passenger. like, all right, I'm right. just going to be a passenger. I hate being a passenger yeah. in a car. I'm like the worst passenger. I'm also not like into drugs and stuff. Cause I don't like that feeling. Um, and I think right, that kind of right, goes right. hand in hand. It's like, I just don't like that feeling of being like out of control. I like being like just in control of everything I do. And that's the way I think a, a car is the most like, it's kind of like, it's a total control yeah. thing, right? Like being able to yeah, control you got all these control pieces and control. Yeah, control the tranny, control the brakes, the clutch, the gas, the steering wheel, like the uh, windshield wiper fluid, all of it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. get buttons to press. Yeah, exactly. That's actually funny. That's that's kind of that's kind of a funny like uh, uh, you know jump into like another topic that we're super big about, which is like real buttons. And it's it's like you know they've replaced real buttons with a single touchscreen. It could be like the root of us wanting to drive cars is this control stuff, and it's like. I want to control a lot of different things. So give me buttons for each thing that I can control in this car. And when you flip it to a screen, it's like, Oh, I don't know, man. Like I'm not seeing it. I want to see what I can push, which levers to turn, you know, pull and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's like a screen is just different. Maybe it's you don't get that grew- feeling of control. I know the TV I grew up with was on the ones you had to walk up to the television and press the button for the channel. <laughs> no, it has actually had buttons. It had like oh, okay. 13 buttons on the side and you'd press each one. Um, that was like 1946 no, or something. No remote. Yeah, exactly. 1940s. <laughs> 1951. Yeah, we yep. had we had the dial with the black and white. You go, <laughs> you go through the UHF range and then uh-huh. the VHF range or whatever, oh, and then whoa. different channels. Isn't that Nothing like good. what? It, didn't it? Is is that? Are those correct? Those are the frequencies. You're Uh-oh. doing it. You're really doing it. <laughs> You're like, am I? Is this right? Uh, Nick Elaine has joined us on YouTube and has a good question. What Radwood era car, non Porsche, would you resurrect with a carbon fiber body? And I have an answer for this. And I think it would sell amazingly well today. You wouldn't have to do anything. You're going to say that it's not an E30? Not an E30. Wow. BMW, BMW M1. Oh, okay. Yep. It would better compete with the 288 GTO and other, uh, you know, 959 type cars for uh, high tech uh, implementation of futuristic materials, which they didn't really do. And it has such a cool motor. It's just a they're straight six all pumped out, sitting right behind the driver. It's got cool styling. I mean, it it's very Radwood yeah. and angular, yeah. but. I think it would totally work and it would be lighter, lightweight. Yeah. Um, and bonus no, if you could make it. Yeah. It's, it's a, a beautiful, cool. it, yeah, it's got the right conf- engine configuration. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great answer. Full carbon yeah. fiber body. But E30 um, M3 did cross my mind because that, that's a really good answer right. too. So, uh, I'm going to say Miata. Oh, that's, yeah. That's pretty good. So there aren't there aren't many options. You know, it's like if you start looking for the lightest weight thing that handles well. Uh, I mean, the answer is always Miata, right? You kind of end up there. Yeah. Uh, but still, uh, you know, you're looking the lightest you're going to get with one of those. Uh, I think 
not, I'm not even saying within reason. Cause I think you got to get pretty gnarly, but the lightest you're going to get is like 1900 pounds or something like that. That's yeah. if you strip out a ton. And then a Lotus, uh, Elon was like 13 or 1400 pounds. Mm-hmm. So you're still quite a ways away from that experience. And so getting down closer, I, I, I'd be very, very curious to see what a carbon fiber, I, I, I don't know. And I, I don't know if it's just body or if it's like carbon fiber monocoque, like the real construction, right? Where you actually yeah. get to get some real sa- weight savings. I mean, it just, I guess it comes down to what do you interpret this question? It's like sort of, uh, the Gordon Murray model where it is all carbon, carbon tub, carbon yeah, panels. That's and stuff. what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I think for both of these, the M1 and the Miata. Yeah. That's what you want. Lane, you have any answer to this question? It's a, uh, what Radwood era car, non Porsche, would you resurrect with a carbon fiber body? Radwood era car? Yeah, so far it's BMW M1 and Mazda Miata. Ooh, M1's pretty good because it's like supercarish. Yeah, it just um, lacked that high tech edge. Yeah, it also needs a more of an like a, an engine, right? Well, maybe um, with the carbon fiber body, it would be light enough to lose some weight, right? Some yeah, that'd be cool. It would sound yeah. good with the induction and everything. Yeah, uh, Miata would be pretty dope because it would actually be a stronger structure as well. Um. That'd be cool to get that thing down to like 1600 pounds or something, right? As opposed to like yeah, 23, exactly. 23, whatever yeah. it is, like an NA. Yeah. Um, I like an NA Miatas lately, actually. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah me too. I, I still just love the door handles. Like on the I know. That's my favorite thing. And the headlights. The, those yeah, they're so the good. It's so simple. It's like a Lotus Salon. Um, yeah. Back in, you know, an old Lotus Salon. Dude, that's a really hard question. Nick Elaine says 850 CSI. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. Well, you're going to take it from 4,300 pounds, like 42. <laughs> I um, I would love to see it. I hope someone does that, but that would be ridiculous. I don't know, dude. I'm trying to think of like a car. It's like a full, like a real, like just sports car, right? Like, a, um, like those are good answers you guys had, really. Um, what about a, uh, Alpha GTV six. I don't know. Would the carbon fiber body cool, fix right? the weird suspension and the unreliability? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, dude. Delta Integrale. And it's definitely not a pure sports car, right? No. Oh, what about a you? You could do a, a Alpha Spider, like a graduate oh, style which, Spider. That'd be, that'd but be that's an eighties cool. one. Then they have yeah. all the impact bumpers and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you imagine? <laughs> You have a full carbon yeah. monocoque these, with the impact bumpers. The bumpers weigh more than the monocoque itself. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude, you're, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, that, dude, that's a really hard question. I don't know, dude. Um, we well, originally said, uh, Chrysler LeBaron would be the answer. Oh, I mean, there's no for reason the, for that. Just definitely. for the spectacle. That would uh, be interesting. How about this? Oh, I'm going to blow Brian's mind right now. A mini truck. No, I was just going to say original Mark, like original forerunner. Dude, GTI, GTI, GTI. Oh, dude, GTI. I I bet you someone's done it. Get it down to like 1200 pounds. Brian's now like, he's going to make a pizza too. Like, yeah, that's a a spicy. Someone said NSX, NSX. That's a great option because that was actually Uh, kind of a heavy car. They weighed like 3000 pounds or something and, uh, or 3100 pounds, which is pretty heavy for what it was. Um, so imagine getting that thing. Down that's a good to answer, 2,100 yeah. pounds or something. That would be insane. 
and and yeah. then you'd have all the power. You know, you wouldn't need more power. You would just have a, yeah, that'd be awesome. That's a good one. Um, C E thirty six crosses my mind too. I don't know. I just uh, I think that'd E30, be cool. It's E30 just so M3 not purpose um, built for like a pure that pure yeah. experience. You know. Yeah. Uh, C Dub dot Z says. Amazon offers you a TV deal to replace Grand Tour Fiasco, but uh, with DWA Radwood Coastal Range Rally, it'll be passed on to a new crew. Doug DeMuro, Hoovy, and the guy from Regular Car Review. Do oh, you God. take it? What? And what's the question? <laughs> so Wait, apparently, what's, yeah. apparently they're going to do a new TV show, but it's about our world. And instead of us playing the parts, it's Doug DeMuro. Yeah. Uh, Hoovy and regular car review guy. And what's I, the question? Okay. Would we, would we take the deal? Fuck no. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, yeah, well, wait, horrible, we, dude. I mean, are we doing anything? Are we doing anything? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently they just bought our, our brands and just take yeah. them and fucking make a TV show with dudes. We don't yeah, even I'm know. I'm okay with, I'd watch that show. Oh, I would not <laughs> oh watch God, that. Of dude. course you would. Just give it away. <laughs> God, dude. No. Jesus, no. no way. I would hate that. Besides, dude, the regular car like review is all so yeah. gross. No, I know. It's really bad. Um, okay, we got time for a couple more, I think. Uh, Nick Elaine throws out the EG Civic, which is a good, oh. good call, too. Yeah, that'd be CRX super light. Cool. Jesus Christ. And these lightweight things that you just go even more so. Yeah, Ben mm-hmm. Rogan says FDRX7, which isn't a bad call. That's either. good because that, that car was already like trying to get as light as it could. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Um, you guys see the brake, clutch, and gas pedal on the new T50? It's pretty fucking rad looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says so you just cool. started with an F1 pedal box and then made it better. So sick. Like yeah, it's all like titanium good. and stuff. Yeah, and he said that he made a grid pattern, but then it has moon uh, profile, like moon disc profile to it that allows for better grip or something. Like stuff from the moon. Like moon. They flew rocks. to the moon to get the rocks to, yeah. for grip. Yeah, that's cool. It's like that makes sense, man. Yeah, yeah. moon rocks light. I've that's always cool. heard that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Pedal. <laughs> Pedal Commute says, do you guys have any automotive-related children's books? I've uh, been enjoying reading Chicka Chicka Boom Boom and Goodnight Moon to my daughter every night. We've talked there's about this be, before. Yeah. There's got to be some automotive bedtime yeah. storybooks, right? Wish there was the little Vanagon that could. There are good. So uh, uh, there's one that's um, uh, a funny Jeep one, Sheep in a Jeep. And they oh, crash the jeep one. and have yeah, a jeep yeah. and yeah, it's uh, it's I like it. Uh, and it gives it it just shows a funny side of car culture where it's a bunch of knuckleheads. Uh, you know, if we were the sheep, just crashing a jeep and making bad decisions, uh, which I appreciate. Um, dude, one of my favorites. Uh, and <laughs> now I'm forgetting the name. I'm gonna have to think about it. But it's uh. Like uh, Tyge goes racing or whatever, and oh, yeah. you've talked about this. Super John Muth is the author, so it'd be yeah. easy to find that way. But super rad artwork, just for the artwork alone. But it's a tearjerker too, so there's a bonus. Ah. Um, Tyge and Lion win the race, or I don't know what it is, but it's a it's like an old old uh, uh like um uh, Melia style race, and you know there's positive vibes by the end nice my uh my pick is always go dog go which was 
maybe why I'm into yeah. cars. Um, oh, yeah. Grodok does, goes really It's good. not really a, like a bedtime story, I guess, but uh, it's a book you would read to your kids Every at any book's time. a bedtime story. That's what right? I'm saying, Every Lane. Yeah, book, yeah. yeah, Lane. You tell yeah. them. Uh, and then there's the little dude. blue... Little blue truck, which has a good, uh, the trucks, the main character. That's always fun. Um, and then there's that other one that we were talking about, the Carpe. Yeah, Dwight. Gear, Nol- Carpe D- Gear. Dwight, um, what's his name? Dwight Knowlton. Yeah, um, and so that's Carpe about Vium. the, the but, uh, Sterling Moss, like Targaforio, yeah. or maybe it's Melamelia as well. I was just but, looking uh, for it. I forget. What, it's called The Greatest Race, I think. Greatest race, yes. Yeah. And then a uh, shout out to Colin Hill who hit me up randomly and said my his nephew has a racing book that he really loved and he wants to give it to Andrew, and so he mailed it to me from Santa Barbara, and it's basically like a '70s, real basic hardcover book about Grand Prix racing and other kind of forms of racing back cool. in the day. It's cool, but it's it's still a little technical, and uh, it's not really a story. It's just like this is what an F one car is, and it's nineteen seventy three F one, and they have a monocoque chassis, and it says how to pronounce it, and you know that That's kind of cool. thing. Yeah, probably better for like are, a we have other seven. We have other one. books like that too, though. Like any, I don't know. Some of them are like um, they just do. Uh, Speaking um, of, there we go. We got Maya joining. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, 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 the Carpe Viem, his book is The Greatest Race, and it's uh, the record-breaking win of the 1955 Mila Amelia. Um, so it's the Mercedes SLR. The 722 know. car, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Sterling but Moss. I agree with the Pedal Commute. There should be some more for our uh, our nerdy car generation of dads. and. Yeah. uh Maybe it's time to write one. Huh? Yeah. Huh? So Mama Lion Wins the Race is the title. So I was pretty close there. Thanks. Spoiler alert. I think you said Tiggy. <laughs> Tiggy yeah. wins yeah, the race. Right. Tiggy is the other. Go uh, Tiggy. Tiggy is the other person in there. Yeah. Tiggy in the house. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I'm just repeating. It's not. I didn't come up with the names. No, I know. I know. I know. Um, I think that's a podcast. That is a podcast. Thank you for joining us on YouTube. If you uh, if you're listening to this on your mobile device and you want to join us on YouTube, we usually record Tuesday afternoon Pacific time. So keep an eye out on our Instagram. I like page. how it's you just can... Tuesday afternoon Pacific time. Well, what do you want me to say? It's <laughs> it, sometimes it's four, sometimes it's four fifteen, four thirty, yeah, like four ish. I mean, yeah, but you know, yeah. it, it can uh, change. We've had some. We've had some twos. Just be ready. That's yeah. all I want to say. Um, and Just tune, uh, in, tune into us in the afternoons. And you can also join the Patreon at Driving While Awesome. Uh, I think there's going to be some more content on that shortly. Hopefully we can get um, some other cool polls and oh, such. And, Brian and was talking about track day stuff. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, a lot Patreon, of track day talk over there. Check it out. Patreon's a good place to be for that. Thunder Hill. Um, Thunder Hill. And maybe a track near you. Who and knows? then um, I did a shirt for Blip Shift for DWA. That's right. Um, yeah, so that. go to blipshift.com forward slash DWA. And you can buy a shirt, sweatshirt, girl shirt, um, poster, anything um, of a shirt we did at, uh, in, in cahoots with uh, Blip Shift. 
So, and oh, it's a, and cats. It's a um, windy, you know, windy road sign with an infinity sign, infinity symbol behind it, below it, um, inspired by all of our favorite roads. Yep, that's cool, so, dude. Holler I'm at your boy. Doing that. Holler at your boy. Okay, Bandit says bye. That's Bandit, by the way. Bye, you're watching. Okay, I thought hey. it was trash can fire. I thought that was <laughs> dumpster, dumpster fire. Well, he was going to be fire, fire, and barrel was going to be dumpster, so that didn't that didn't fly. Dumpster fire. Yeah. Okay, All right, guys. See Thanks guys. for tuning in. Later. Peace. Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Do you enjoy the DWA podcast? Give us a little love and support us on Patreon and get some awesome bonuses like a weekly exclusive Patreon podcast, exclusive stickers, koozies, and discounts on everything in our store, early access to rallies and other DWA events, and much, much more. Um, yeah. It really helps us out if you become a patron of the podcast, and we hook you up with some really cool stuff. So join us now at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks.